This is Heart to Heart with your host, Brian D. Hart. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope this conversation encourages you, inspires you, and points you to the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. This is Heart to Heart with your host, Brian D. Hart. And I have a special guest. I have no stranger to New Covenant Fellowship Church. I mean, this guy actually was employed here at one time until he flipped a desk over, quit, and yelled at me. No, he didn't. So this is Deed Murphy is in the house today. Deed, what's up? What's up? What's up, man? You are your interim youth pastor for a while. You 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 saved us, bro. Yeah, no, it was it was really fun. Um, yeah, I grew up in, in New Covenant pretty much my whole life, and when Brian came and, and asked me to do this, this is at a point where I, I had sort of felt a call to ministry just recently, actually. And um Brian came to me and asked me, I was like, you know, this is perfect. I grew up in my hometown. Yeah. This is my hometown church. So it was kind of cool too, because I was talking today about like, your your senior class, like those three or four years, like right there when you were kind of high school around here, this place was wild. It was fun. Like, no, it, it, this was definitely the place to be. I remember we would sit at the high school tables and stuff, and people who went to other <laughs> churches around the area would say like, hey, yeah, yeah, you should come to youth group. It's like, no, I'm not going there. Like, I go to New Covenant. You don't know. It's like, they're like, oh, you go to New Covenant. Yes. That's like the big the yes. big place around we here. We were the cult. You know we got called a cult one time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were a cult. Yeah, we were straight up. We were straight up. Well, I don't even know. I'm not even going to make fun of cults. I mean, people got tattoos of it. That's how big, <laughs> <laughs> how big it That was. is true. There is uh, there is some 318 tattoos out there. Uh, that's We talked about tattoos on our last podcast, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're a tattoo guy, right? Yeah, I'm a big tattoo yeah. guy. I love tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So do you think they're addictive? No. I don't either. I, well, I guess I, for me, it wasn't because I didn't feel the need to get another one right after. I would like to get more, but it's not like an obsession of that's, mine to... That's how I am. Like we were talking last, somebody's like, "We well, get a tattoo. Be careful, they're addictive." Like, I don't like spending the money on them. Yeah, because you've got good work. Yeah, and I try to get good work. Like, I'm not going down here to behind the sheets gas station. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a there's a place in Winston Salem that's a Burger King and tattoo parlor in the same building. <laughs> building. Yeah. You can get a whopper. You can get a whopper while you're eating. Bro. While you're getting a tattoo, it's pretty sick. Part of me wants to go and get a Whopper tattoo while eating a Whopper. Right on your thigh. That would be funny. That, a Whopper tattoo on thigh, I, do, I don't know if biblically I can justify it, but I, I, I approve it. I approve it. Is there tattoo parlors in Liberty? You go to Liberty University. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So when he left us, he went, went to Liberty. We're going to talk about kind of his strategy for that. So you parents that are listening, we're going to get some good insight into the young decision-making. Uh, but... In li- what, Liberty, is there tattoo parlors in Liberty? Is that allowed now? Not on campus, obviously. Oh, but obviously. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before, um, you, before your sophomore year, you had to get a Jerry tattoo on you. There's probably some guys who do some stick and pokes on oh, that, ooh. in the commons yeah, and stuff. But yeah, that's it's like I'm, I'm the sure prison section. Yeah. The guys that are going into the prison yeah. ministry are over there <laughs> getting skulls. Yeah, okay. Exactly. But there's some there's some places around. There's some places around Lynchburg, yeah. yeah. Well, it, the weird thing is, like, when you go to Liberty, you feel like that's all of Lynchburg. But there's a whole other town. Yeah. A cool town. Yeah. 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 When you're at Liberty, you're kind of in this bubble until yeah. you go on Wards Road. And yeah. And then it's kind that's of like, the oh, line. Yeah. That's yeah. the line. That's the line. Cool. So let's talk about that. So you, you worked here. You helped us out. Kids love you. I know a bunch of kids are going to be listening to this. Uh, and from the bottom of my heart, man, I really appreciate what you did. Uh, but I'm not going to... Um, you know, boost you up too much. That's not what this is about. Anyway, uh, but you went from high school to Piedmont, 
Well, I'm sorry. What is what is the name of that school now? Carolina. It, it was um, it was Piedmont Bible College, right. Piedmont Baptist. Yes. When I went, it was Piedmont International University. PIU. PIU, and now it is Carolina University. So you can technically tell people you went to Carolina. I can say I went to Carolina. Yeah, I would. I would. I would not lie. I mean, yeah. that's not a lie. Like I would put that on my resume. Yeah. I went to I went to Carolina and then God led me. Yeah, to God Liberty. led me to Liberty. Yeah, that sounds a lot better than I went to Pew. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all right, so then you go. So talk to me about going from Piedmont to Liberty. How? Did, what? Tell me that story. Yeah, that was crazy. It all a lot of it really had to do with, um, I guess, in the chance I had to be an interim youth pastor here. Um, God led me to Piedmont. I ended up rededicating my life like one of the first weeks at Piedmont. Amen. I just kind of It's worth going for that. It was worth going for. Yeah. That's it's a huge part of my story. Um a lot of times that's pretty much the only good that came out of it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> other stop. Than the people that I met. Oh but yeah. There's a lot of bad things I can say about Piedmont, but, but we're not going to do that cuz it's Carolina University. Now. Yeah. That yeah. was uh that was definitely a life-changing moment for me at the the first worship night that we had. I just remember God convicting me that uh, he was nowhere in my plans, wow. and um, I just remember submitting to following him, and through that, I really focused in more on ministry. I felt the call to ministry. I had no idea what God wanted me to do. I just knew he wanted me in ministry, and um, through Piedmont, I found yeah. Marywood Christian Camp and worked there for a summer. And That's You're a Christian that follows Jesus to the point of working and living at a summer camp. Yeah. So that's, that is, I mean, there are some people that go to third world countries and then some people that go to camp and I feel like it's the same heart. That's rough, bro. No, people who go to third world countries definitely <laughs> have to be more obedient. I, think, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Camp's um, wild. You don't sleep. There was, there was one thing that I've always tried to, after, after kind of giving my life to Jesus, there was one thing that always stuck with me. I think I even learned it in high school and I don't, I don't know if it was you or someone else who said it at Piedmont or where it was, but um, the saying was, I want to live my life where if God doesn't provide, then I'm screwed. And Man, I will take complete credit. No, I, didn't no. <laughs> I, didn't, I won't take credit for that. Um, That's good, though. So if, if you live your life to the point where you're so dependent on Him, if, if He doesn't provide, He doesn't show up, it just ain't happening. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. I'll yeah. take that home. And so um, that's part of what led me to camp because I, I had an option to – go and make, you know, pretty good money, but, um, God led me to camp. And so through that, through that, it was a hard summer. It was a good summer though. I saw a lot of spiritual growth through myself and I saw a lot of kids come to Jesus. Amen. And through that, God really gave me a heart for youth. Um, I didn't know if that was in a camp setting or in a youth ministry setting. And then fast forward, kind of COVID hits, we all get sent home. And, um, well, before that, I guess I was working. Here. Yeah. Like we called you before COVID. Like yeah. we, the Lord kind of laid you on our heart and we want to give you a shot. And mm-hmm. not only that, we just saw how much you love kids. And you, you said the one thing that I, I love and I don't want to, I don't want to take, I want you to keep going. But man, when you see young people or even adults for me come to the realization that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, like I was in that moment with a guy a couple of days ago that, he didn't accept Christ as a savior. He, he claimed to be a, a believer, but it was the moment where he realized it almost a rededication moment, bro. Like I, it's like a drug. Yeah, like it's like a drug. Being like in a moment where you're like, man, someone's eternity just changed. Mm-hmm. Can't I can't get enough? Yeah, we're talking about tattoos being addictive, but it's like 
oh, seeing that's... seeing this happen is what there's a lot of there's a lot of days in ministry where you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, this is going to be a crazy day. But then when you see the fruits of your labor oh, and, and seeing God use you, um, that's that's really worth it, and yeah. that's really what kind of keeps you going in ministry. Absolutely. Um, but again, that takes obedience every single day, like getting every up day, every and, day, and submitting every day. to. Well, help. You, uh, you know, that's what sometimes somebody's like. We have to be obedient every day. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm as much obedient to to working in the ministry as I'm addicted to um, wanting to be in God's will. Like I'm mm-hmm. just addicted to that. Like I don't want to feel. I don't. I don't want to f- that that feeling of being out of God's will. And the problem is, I think it's like a. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. You could probably describe it better, but it's like when you're in God's will and then when you step out, it's just those two or three days of, or weeks that you're just, oh, you know where you need to be. But then all of a sudden you go into this other place where it's like you don't even care anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Ephesians, Paul talks about a carnal heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I definitely don't ever want a carnal heart. And luckily there's times in my life I've not gotten to that point. I just don't like that feeling of being like, oh man, I'm not doing what I'm called to do. Yeah. So, so you went to a camp ministry, did camp, you get sent home from COVID, all of a sudden you're thrown into, like you were coming to Upward Basketball, and mm-hmm. kids were hanging out with you, and then every, the whole world shuts down. Shuts down. Yep. And somehow, through working here and doing Jesus work here, which was supposed to be part-time, but there is no part-time mm-hmm. ministry, yeah. let's get that out. No no one ever say, well, I'm going to be part-time. Go ahead, no, it's full-time. Yeah. Uh, and normally it's more than full-time. Mm-hmm. How'd you get from here to Liberty? So through here, God definitely showed me that youth ministry is what I'm called to do. I have a heart for the local church and I have yeah. a heart for youth ministry or for youth. And so that put that together two and two is just, that's youth ministry. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to do this right. And so Liberty has always been on my mind ever since I was, actually, I went to a football game with the youth yeah, yeah. a while back and I was like, I want to go here so bad. So much fun. It was awesome. Yeah, so and, um, and through that, I was just kind of like, you know, Liberty would be like, God would have to move mountains for me to go to Liberty, like financially. Move mountains to get to the mountain. Yeah. That's, that's, your, yeah. that's your new podcast. <laughs> yeah. Moving mountains to get to the mountain, <laughs> Liberty University. We're sponsored by them, by the way. Or anyway, go ahead. But, um, <laughs> so financially, I just like, I could not do it. Um, but since submitting to youth ministry and kind of following that and saying, God, like, whatever you want me to do, whatever yeah. you want, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. And so I thought at this time it was Piedmont for uh, for a really long time. I thought yeah. I was going to graduate at Piedmont until yeah. one day my grandparents came through and they said, hey, if you want to go to Liberty, we're going to help you with that. Wow. And you don't have to worry about a single thing. Like, wow. We're going to send you there. And so that God really used my grandparents to help me financially yeah. go to Liberty. Yeah, and absolutely. so being there, um, it has just affirmed my calling to youth ministry, I get to work with a lot of youth. We have them on Thursdays, the youth group yeah. that I work with, and it's pretty awesome. Um, now, you all, you also, while you're there, though, you met somebody. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so, so um, it's it's pretty good you went there, right? Yeah, it's pretty 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 amazing <laughs> that I went there. That's another that's a that's a really cool story too. Hey, but, tell me, just shout her out real quick. Though. Yeah, so uh, my she, fia- my fiance Caden Lane. Kaden, settles. Caden's going to listen to this and we're going to start solving murder mysteries just so she'll keep listening. Yeah, she's big into going <laughs> to the Appalachian Mountains and helping solve mysteries. In fact, 
I'm going to go with her and podcast the whole yeah. thing. And she, she, she's going to find somebody for yeah. us. We're eventually going to make a documentary. She's going to have a GoPro and everything. This and is going to be amazing. <laughs> this is, this is y'all's ministry vision. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So cool. So let me just ask you, like, I love the story. I love, you know, you've fallen in love up there, but you never lose the heart of ministry. And you know, it's kids, man. You just love being around kids Yeah. and uh, seeing them grow in their faith. What's the, uh, if, if, You've chosen Christian ministry and walked through that, and uh, I mean, in Christian education. So, like, if there's a mom and dad out there listening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you know, we're we're hopefully covering a large genre of folks. We're going to interview a lot of people, have conversations with a lot of people. Um, what would you suggest to like me? I'm a dad. Would you say, hey, do what you can to get your kid to the mountain of liberty, or would you say, hey, you know, what what was your advice? And would you choose Liberty again? I would 100% choose Liberty again. Um, One, just because it was my dream school since I was a little kid. But I would say to the parents out there, if if your kid has a passion for something, God can use that passion to glorify him. It doesn't have to just be ministry. It doesn't just have to be going to Liberty. For me, it was going to Liberty, and that was a big goal of mine to go there. But God had to move mountains for me to go there. And... um, Thankfully, he was calling me to ministry, and so he did. He did those things yeah. to help me get there, but that's not the case for everyone. For some people, it's um, they want to go to law school or they want to they be an artist or something. They can yeah. use whatever their profession is to glorify God. Absolutely. And, and so as the parent, for, for me, my, my parents, when I told them that I wanted to go into ministry, they really supported me in that. And there was no doubt in my mind that, they, that, I, that I didn't have like 100% yeah. commitment from them, too. They backed me the whole way through. And so as a parent, I would say whatever your child or youth or student, whatever, wants to do, back them in that, um, but also encourage them to do it for the glorification of God because there's no other purpose for us on this earth other than to yeah, glorify absolutely. God. And like, uh, I think what you're saying, like hearing about your parents and your grandparents and even along the way through PIU coming here, like we got to hang out for like nine months pretty much on a daily basis. Um, I'm reading a book right now called The Leadership Resume, right? And uh, one of the things that he spoke about, like I was reading last night, was you never get anywhere by yourself. Like Mm -hmm. there's no great leader in the world that has ever gotten to his platform or been able to lead by himself. You, The best leaders are those that, that see the people around them, inspire the people around them. Now their their name might be on the Mount Rushmore leadership, or their or you might say, oh my God, like Craig Grishel, oh my God, great leader, leadership podcast, mm-hmm. you know. But Craig is just the talking head of all these men and women around yeah. him, doing things and uh, and doing for them, like you know, grandparents stepping up to the plate and um, and other people and other ministries, like. I just look at my life. I there's no way. Like I, I don't consider myself a great leader. Like I, I wouldn't even trust me to lead, a, a, you know, silent lunch. But anyway, like, you'll get what that later. That? Silent lunch. You never had silent lunch growing up. Yeah, you've had silent lunch. Like the to, punishment. Yeah, you had to sit there and not talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I would always. And the teacher, I think they thought they were being funny. It's kind of funny looking back. They'd be like Brian because I always got silent lunch because I talked a lot. And they're like Brian, you got silent lunch. You have to lead silent lunch. I was like, how do you lead silent lunch? Just by being quiet? Yeah. <laughs> so he tricked me because he's like, you're a great leader. And I was like, okay. Like, Dude. This, <laughs> That's funny. Just, yeah. Like, like, anyway, whatever. I've, You know, the one the couple things I can do. I can talk a lot. 
and I can get people to do things they probably shouldn't do. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's well. I, now I'm trying to do it for Jesus, but yeah. even the room we're in, we're in, it says bad decisions make great stories. Pastor Brian, that's that's not what I want to be known for, but it's so true. It is true. <laughs> it's it is so, true. Like oh man. Anyway, but and in, in saying that, like you got to have people around you to support mm-hmm. you, and I'm excited because your bride, she's awesome, and mm-hmm. she's gonna support you and need you. I, Man, I couldn't be nothing without my wife. Like, my wife is, she's my brakes when I need brakes. She's my gas when I need gas. Mm-hmm. She's my, you need to lead silent dinner tonight person. You know, like, she knows she she knows to, how to get me, and that's awesome. I'm glad you found that, chose that, praying for you for that. But uh, that's awesome. Deed Murphy, dude, thanks for coming on Heart to Heart. Hey, I'm glad this is, this is my first podcast. I, wa- I wanted you to cry. But you, you didn't cry. It would take a lot. It take a lot. And we, we started our murder mystery, like, teaser today. Yeah. So every third word in this podcast leads to a story. So make sure you listen carefully. Write down every third word that we said. That would be so hard. But there's somebody that... I hope there's somebody that does that right somebody now. Somebody will. It'll probably be my son that comes in and is like, Dad, that meant nothing. <laughs> but I got a lot of listens. You know? Yeah. Like, how did your podcast get to 100 listens? It's from one dude. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. But all right, yeah. Are you a big podcast guy? Uh, the only podcast I really listen to is Jonathan Pakluda, Becoming Something. It's really good. Jonathan, say that last name again. Jonathan Pakluda. Yeah, I'm not googling that. That's one of those you have to talk into Google. Pakluda. P o k l u d a. I'm not. That's that sounds like a cuss word. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And becoming something. What? It's just called becoming something. Yeah, that's a cuss word. <laughs> Or it's not a cuss word. That's what you, uh, it's like what you order at an Italian restaurant. You know, you're like, I like the noodles. Like, Would you like the pakuda? And you're like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the pakuda is, but I'll. Yeah, it sounds like a cheese. It does. I, I learned this morning at the gym, thruster, a thr- you can get a thruster is a bacteria you can get in your throat. What? Yeah. I was like, no, there's a doctor and they were like, yeah, that's, it, there's, that's a, we don't say it a lot, but that's what we, you can call it. And I was like. You don't like strep throat? And they're like, yeah, but they're like, it can be called a thruster. That's the medical term for it? I, I don't think so. Or? I don't think so. I don't think I could pronounce the medical term. I think it's like the slang. Oh, okay. Because I figured doctors have slang mm-hmm. in the back. Yo, what's he got? He's got the thruster. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think that's how it works. Yeah, because who wants to say, yeah, strep throat? And yeah, they use a thruster. I'll be honest with you. I think if there's any doctors listening, I'd like to have y'all on because I think y'all only use big words when you're talking to people that don't have MDs. Just to confuse them and charge them more. Yeah, you got people at Liberty like that that use, oh, yeah. that use they're like seminary students that use big words. Yes, and that irritates oh, the heck gosh. out of me. One thing, <laughs> to all the pastors out there who talk over <gasps> the audience. Like, what are you doing? You're not doing it right. You you're, gotta you gotta take it. The, what, what I'm gosh. learning right now, it's so good in my teaching class is yeah. you have to, as someone who loves Jesus and wants to lead others in his word, you have to strive for um, excellence. So yeah. you have to study the word, um, listen to right. people who know their stuff really well and right. take that, take it from, um, sim- or, and then simplify it and then deliver it. Or yeah. take, take, take simplistic to complex and then simplify it again and then deliver it. And that's how... There is See, I don't think I've ever gone to complex. I think I just go simple to simple. <laughs> like, no, I get it, man. Like, I've never, so I've had people come up to me like, man, when you speak, like, you said something that I never thought about. And I'm like, I, I just try to make it, like, mm-hmm. 
I try to make it so whoever, like if you're listening to this podcast and you never open your Bible, you've never prayed, Jesus not even on your radar, you don't even know how you got here. I just want to let you know, like, it's not as hard as a lot of people have made it. Yeah. But it's not as easy as a lot of people have made it mm-hmm. either. Like, I'm 40 and I feel like I'm just tipping the iceberg mm-hmm. of this big, massive, amazing God. Yeah. What I'm learning about him. But like... I, it's. I'm still trying to get the simple stuff. Yeah. Captured. You know. Yeah. Like it's. I'm just still trying to be obedient and mm-hmm. walking in today. So, but yeah, man, this was fun. I think we're uh, we're about at our time. Uh, yeah, we're at our time. So, uh, hey, this has been the heart. He's laughing at the name of. This. I didn't know what to. I couldn't call it heart. I couldn't heart call it heart to heart because that's Kevin Hart. Yeah. And I feel like a couple people know more about him than me. So I feel like I don't want to. I don't need him calling me. Yeah, suing you. Anyway, taking off Apple. Yeah, like he's short too. So I think I could get him in a fight. I don't know. He's in good shape. In the rocks, his friend. He always is good in the celebrity games too. He does. He's got a little athleticism. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do that. But then, like the play on words, heart to heart. You know, like and then I'm redneck, so you say it fast, heart to heart. It sounds like yeah. So it's, I don't know. I was just trying, bro. Just trying, trying to be obedient. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're excited for your wedding. We're excited for you got about a year left or a little less than a year in school. Yeah, about seven months. And see where God takes you, man. I, I'm praying all the time. Never, never ask for a resume uh, thing again. Don't ask for that. <laughs> I told you, blanket, just put me down. I got your back. Yeah. You're the greatest guy ever. Thank you. All right, man. Hey, thanks for tuning in, and I hope to uh, see you at church and hope to see you soon. This has been Heart to Heart with your host, Ryan Hayward. Mm-hmm.